long list of presents that I want. Oh, brother. Please note the size and color of each item and send as many as possible. If it seems too complicated, make it easy on yourself. Just send money. How about 10 and 20? What would you like me to bring? I'm Santa Claus. Right. And I'm the Tooth Fairy. That's him, all right. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor. You've been listening to Tommy's Christmas Surprise. And now this. Food Gathers is Washtenaw County's food rescue and food bank program. Every day throughout the year, we fight hunger where we live. Call us at 761-2796 to find out how you can volunteer, how you can donate money, how you can donate food. Call us at 761-2796 to find out the role you can play in fighting hunger. A box of chocolates Would I know To stay away What's that Hand off his box A box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have Half a mind to leave you Babe that means I have Half a mind to stay it's WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, and this is Pandora's Lunchbox. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is usually a show about food, and I invite you in to sit down and, you know, enjoy yourselves and munch on the thoughts here, but I forgot, and I ate it all the food up. I ate it all up, and I don't feel so good in my tummy, and I'm sorry, and it's my fault, and, and, and there's no more food, but, but I got some Christmas music for you. Will that work? I hope so. And... Here, here's, here's the deal. Here's the deal now. If you hear any food references on the show, I want you to jump up and down and shout, Hooray! Will that do? I hope so. Well, in the meantime, let's start out with a lovely Christmas song by Darlene Love. Yes, this is Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. Darlene Love has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. And let's just start the show on a high note. And then slide downhill from there. Get your sleds ready.
Thank you, Darlene Love. Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. And this is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show generally very loosely about food. You know what? I think there there's some stuff in the back in the refrigerator. But in the meantime, we're not really going to go downhill so much as uh, lateral and uh, contemplative and uh, cynical, something like that. We're going to do a song here by Mr. Miles Davis and Bob Duro. says here on the liner notes of the formidable hipster's holiday, Bob Duro's vision of Santa is the only one that gives the gift that keeps on giving guilt. Isn't that what holidays are about, huh? Blue Christmas came about, that's Blue Xmas, I should say. It says Xmas. It came about when Miles Davis, pressured by his label to come up with a Christmas number for his Jingle Bell Jazz album, for its Jingle Bell Jazz album, remembered Duro's earlier Devil May Care album and directed Duro to devise a ditty for the disc. (laughs) Directed Duro to devise a ditty for the disc. Dang. Though this one session with Miles represented Duro's earliest shot at reaching the vast multitudes, since then his songs and singing for the Saturday morning multiplication rock cartoons have brought him a national audience for children, as well as a proper outlet for his didactic tendencies. And now, a ditty devised directed Duro disc by Davis, or something like that. Mary Christmas. I hope you have a white one, but for me it's blue. Blue Christmas. That's the way you see it when you're feeling blue. Blue Xmas. When you're blue at Christmas time, you see right through all the waste, all the sham, all the haste, and plain old bad taste. Sidewalks and Claussies are much, much, much too thin. They're wearing fancy rented costumes, false beards, and big fat phony grins. And nearly everybody's standing around holding out their empty hand our tin cup. Gimme, 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 gimme. Fill my stocking up all the way up. It's a time when the greedy give a dime to the needy. Blue Christmas All the paper tinsel and the faldy raw Blue Xmas People trading gifts that matter not at all What I call faldy raw Bitter gall Faldy raw Lots of hungry homeless children in your own backyards While you're very, very busy addressing 20 zillion Christmas cards Now Yuletide is the season to receive and O to give and R to share But all you December do-gooders rush around and rant and rave and loudly blare Merry Christmas I hope yours is a bright one, but for me it's blue 
Oh, that's pretty. That is Blue Xmas, and that is Miles Davis with the help of Bob Duro. And that I'm playing off a great collection called Hipster's Holiday, which I hope is still in print. Hipster's Holiday is on the Rhino label. And on that same vein of Cranky Christmas, we've got a tune here. Well, let's just say that in the history of art and poetry, there are there's symbolism, there are multiple meanings, there are layers of meaning like a... Like a, like a baklava. Hooray! It's a food reference. Like a baklava. And, and so when you hear the song, you need to take a moment to just think about what's between the lines or between the grooves, really, because there's a lot of meaning hidden behind what people are saying and their facial expressions. There's a lot of meaning, especially in this profound time of year. And this song title you really need to stop and think about what it means. What are they trying to say? This one has the subtle title called I Hate Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go down to Sesame Street, huh? Bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Christmas. Huh. Look at them all. Laughing, playing, having fun. They must be nuts. I can't think of anything that's dumber. To a grouch, Christmas is a bummer. Beaming faces everywhere. Happiness is in the air. I'm telling you, it isn't fair. I hate Christmas. People load it with goodwill. Giving presents, what a thrill. That slushy nonsense makes me ill. I hate Christmas. I'd rather have a holiday like normal grouches do. Instead of getting presents, they take presents back from you. <laughs> Here comes Santa, girls and boys. So who needs that big red noise? I'll tell him where to leave his toys. I hate Christmas. And if you want the truth, I ain't so crazy about Easter and Labor Day either. <laughs> Christmas carols to be sung, decorations to be hung. Oh yeah, well I stick out my tongue. I hate Christmas. Christmas bells play loud and strong. Cracks my ears all that ding dong. Besides, it goes on much too long. I hate Christmas. I'd rather have a holiday with a lot less joy and flash, with a lot less cheerful smiling and a lot more dirty trash. Yeah, Christmas Day is almost here. When it's over, then I cheer. I'm glad it's only once a year. I hate Christmas. And whoever hung that mistletoe over my trash can, will I say, Pooey and Bahamba? Ah, that's right. And that is, that was I Hate Christmas. Again, this is a chance you need to t- take a moment to just think about what does he mean when he says, I hate Christmas? I think it may mean that he hates Christmas. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Did he mention any food references? And uh, We'll get back to that in a second. Well, on the same cranky Christmas theme, this is very therapeutic for me. The cranky Christmas thing is very therapeutic for me. Is it for you? I'm a little stressed out. You know, that's just part of the holiday. I'm just saying. So, meanwhile, um, from Oscar to Ogden, 
Yeah, Ogden Nash, that's right, my old buddy and yours. Tell you something about Ogden Nash. His original name, full name, was Frederick Ogden Nash. He was born in Rye, New York. Rye? Rye? Hooray! It's a food reference! All right. Are you having fun? I hope so. An ancestor of his, General Francis Nash, gave his name to Nashville, Tennessee. So this is, he's kind of a son of Nashville, although he's born in New York. He published his first book for children called The Cricket of Caradon in 1925. His first published poem appeared in The New Yorker in 1930. He published 19 books of poetry, collaborated in the musical comedy One Touch of Venus, elected to the National Institute of Arts and Letters in 1950, wrote an entire book about what it feels like to be cranky when you're sick, a whole book of poems about being cranky when you're sick. And that's my kind of guy this time of year, I'll tell you. In the meantime, though, we're going to hear a story from Ogden Nash, one that's just a little curmudgeonly, well, actually a lot curmudgeonly, and just a little uh, disturbing. Okay, ready? Here goes. The boy who laughed at Santa Claus. In Baltimore there lived a boy. He wasn't anybody's joy. Although his name was Jabez Dawes, his character was full of flaws. In school, he never led his classes. He hid old ladies' reading glasses. His mouth was open when he chewed, and elbows to the table glued. He stole the milk of hungry kittens. He walked through doors, marked no admittance. He said he acted thus because there wasn't any Santa Claus. Another trick that tickled Jabez was crying boo at little babies. He brushed his teeth, they said in town, sideways instead of up and down. Yet people pardoned every sin and viewed his antics with a grin till they were told by Jabez Dawes there isn't any Santa Claus. Deploring how he did behave, his parents swiftly sought their grave. They hurried through the portals pearly, and Jabez left the funeral early. Like whooping cough, from child to child, he sped to spread the rumor wild. Sure as my name is Jabez Dawes, there isn't any Santa Claus slunk like a weasel or a martin through nursery and kindergarten whispering low to every tot there isn't any no there's not the children wept all christmas eve and jabez chortled up his sleeve no infant dared hang up his stocking for fear of jabez ribald mocking he sprawled on his untidy bed fresh malice dancing in his head when presently with scalp a tingling jabez heard a distant jingling he heard the crunch of sleigh and hoof crisply alighting on the roof. What good to rise and bar the door? A shower of soot was on the floor. What was beheld by Jabez Dawes? The fireplace full of Santa Claus. Then Jabez fell upon his knees with cries of don't and pretty please. He howled, I don't know where you read it, but anyhow, I never said it. Jabez replied the angry saint, it isn't I, it's you that ain't. Although there is a Santa Claus, there isn't any Jabez Dawes. Said Jabez then with impudent vim, Oh, yes, there is, and I am him. Your magic don't scare me, it doesn't. And suddenly he found he wasn't. From grimy feet to grimy locks, Jabez became a jack-in-the-box. An ugly toy with springs unsprung, forever sticking out his tongue. The neighbors heard his mournful squeal. They searched for him, but not with zeal. No trace was found of Jabez Dawes, which led to thunderous applause, and people drank a loving cup and went and hung their stockings up. 
All you who sneer at Santa Claus, beware the fate of Jabez Dawes. The saucy boy who mocked the saint, Donder and Blitzen, licked off his paint. Dear Sir, we attach for your consideration a statement of your account showing a long overdue balance of $430.34. You were doubtless in common with the writer and some millions of other American children reared with a childhood faith in Santa Claus. Later, as you grew in stature and worldly wisdom, you were told by your more sophisticated acquaintances that there ain't no Santa Claus, and you were hurt and bewildered. You had lost something, the most valuable thing that children possess, that faith in the wonderful spirit which men had personified in the little, age-old, jolly, round-bellied Santa Claus. Perhaps you, like the writer, carried over from your bewildered hurt a feeling of resentment at the iconoclasts who had blasted your childhood dream, a resentment which did not aim at reprisal, but rather to prove that they were wrong. And perhaps you have lived to see your childhood faith in Santa a year-round, everyday business of giving. The gifts are not the tinsel-wrapped knickknacks which filled our childish hearts with a joy unequaled, but in keeping with our maturer conceptions of value, they have greater worth. Credit, confidence, goodwill, intangibles all, as the elusive person of the little round-bellied saint whom we tried hard to see when he dropped down the wide-throated chimney to fill our stockings. Yet, as tangible as the gifts which we found in our stockings on Christmas morning. Yes, there is a Santa Claus. We have received too many of these wonderful gifts to doubt it. You too have received them, and like ourselves, have learned that the perpetuity of this spirit of peace and goodwill to men has, as its only guarantee, 
a mutual urge to pass these favors on and, in particular, to help the one who helps us. We think you will not disappoint us, rather that you will mail us a check as concrete confirmation of our faith in the year-round Christmas spirit. Sincerely yours. I warmed the cockles of your heart. I hope so. We've been listening to some beautiful music. This, these are the uh, music box sounds of Rita Ford. Wasn't she in the Runaways or something? This is Rita Ford, a music box Christmas. This is a collection, and there she goes. See you, Rita. Uh, go get some eggnog over there. It's uh, about a hundred proof. Go ahead, have fun. So. Um, this is a collection called Music Box for Christmas. Enchanting 19th century music boxes from the collection of Rita Ford. In case you suspected the voice that you heard was not part of that record, you win. The voice actually was from a dictation disc. I hope you were typing along and shouting hooray while you were doing it. Shorthand Records, album number one, 60, 70, and 80, and 90 words per minute. It's approved by leading educators. And it talks about the spirit of Santa Claus, and that's enough for me. Before that, of course, we heard who else but Ogden Nash with his disturbing tale. And disturbing children, being cranky, it's what Christmas is all about. And let's just hold hands and sing, shall we? This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It'll be Face the Music-like in about uh, seven minutes. In the meantime, I have something to tell you. A A true story, as a matter of fact... This is something I just found out. There is a tradition, a Christmas tradition, in Catalonia and regions nearby called the Caganer. And I hope that I'm pronouncing that right. C-A-G-A-N-E-R, the Caganer. Um, it's a small statue found in Catalonia in, and in neighboring areas with Catalan culture, including Andorra, Valencia, northern Catalonia, which is in southern France, and the Balearic Islands. It's most popular and widespread in these areas, but can also be found in the region of Murcia, Spain, Portugal, and southern Italy. This is a figurine, a little figure that appears in nativity scenes in the depicted in the act of defecating. I'm sorry, but it's not real. That's the story here. It's not real. It's actually a figurine doing this. This is true. You can look it up on Wikipedia. It is a tradition. Uh, it is a tradition in these situations where you have the nativity. It's in the Catalan countries to have the child, to have children find the hidden figure, kind of like Where's Waldo style, in the nativity who is squatting and and doing this important thing, which we all do. And what is this character doing, the Caganer? It's been said that what the character is doing is fertilizing the earth. According to the ethnographer Joan Amades, it was a customary figure in nativity scenes in the 19th century. 
because people believed that this deposit symbolically fertilized the ground of the nativity scene, which became fertile and ensured the nativity scene for the following year, and with it the health of body and peace of mind required to make the nativity scene, with the joy and happiness brought by Christmas near the hearth. Placing this figurine in the nativity scene brought good luck and joy, and not doing so brought adversity. And like many traditional figurines, they've gone modern, and you can actually get some of these Caganer in different styles at Caganer.com, C-A-G-A-N-E-R. I'm looking here at a Caganer Michael Jackson, John Lennon, and Elvis Presley. They're 15 euros each they have in the front. John Lennon with a guitar, Michael Jackson, you know, with the traditional hat and red and white suit, and in the back, you know, dropping the pants and doing what they have to do. Elvis Presley, the same, but with his white sequin suit, making a deposit for good luck. And um, Barack Obama, in fact, yes, you can order a Barack Obama Caganer, and that's also 15 euros. That's all at Caganer.com. I love learning new traditions for Christmas because the old ones, well, you know, they're they're traditional and, and they're nostalgic, but it's fun learning all kinds of stuff about what's going on around the world. Well, Arwolf is here. He's ready to help us face the music. Wouldn't you say so? Uh, yeah. Okay. We've been having fun here at Pandora's Lunchbox. Hope you enjoyed uh, the hidden food that was actually hidden around the studio. And now, one more thing I'd like to talk about before I go. Um, there is another tradition in Lima, Peru, called... It's actually not a tradition. It's a real thing. They're actual Christmas bugs. Bicos de Navidad, I believe, is the pronunciation. Bicos, perhaps. And I and I apologize to those who know the pronunciation and I don't. B-I-C-H-O-S. Christmas bugs. I had a little bit of a hard time... I just heard about them recently, looking for information on it, but I did find somebody's blog who was in Lima, Peru, and talking about experiencing them. He says here, they call them Bicos de Navidad, Christmas bugs, here in Lima, and they're everywhere inside our bedroom. What I do know is that they're attracted to any type of light, they bite, and they're very common in Lima around Christmas. Tatiana's sister says they have a serious problem with them at her work, as they bite workers' legs under their desks. This is the worst Tatiana has ever seen of them. We've noticed one or two every few days before this point, but never like this. Oddly, our bedroom seems to be the only bedroom affected. Christmas bugs, ladies and gentlemen. Have a wonderful holiday, whatever you choose to do. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for listening to Pandora's Lunchbox all year. This is the last show of 2010, and I'll be back in January. Keep on listening now to Arwolf. Listen to Face the Music and listen all, all night and all weekend, all the time on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Here are some very special Christmas bugs, Bugs for Christmas, by the Canadian duo Deja Voodoo. They're going to fly us on out of here on, on wings of uh, curmudgeonliness, I believe that's how it works. This is Deja Voodoo, and you're listening to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. I just want to translate a little bit of what they say. Bugs for Christmas, bugs for Christmas, Santa, bring me some. This is I'm not translating because it's in Spanish. Well, you'll understand why you need to translate in just a moment. Here we go. Bugs for Christmas. Deja Voodoo.
word in country music. It's the Down Home Show every Saturday afternoon from 1 to 4 right here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. He's right, you know. Hey, it's 7 o'clock time for Face the Music. Thank you for that Santa Claus dictation record, Mike. That was delicious. I think it was exactly what I needed. And I think that this next hour is going to be, uh, well, positively variegated. It's going to be all over the place. We shall begin with a waltz for two violins and a piano, as uh, thought up by Dmitry Sostakovich, Face the Music. (laughs) 